Noel Thorpe, Eskimos defensive coordinator, joins me now uh, from Montreal. First off, Noel, how's the family? How's everything going for you uh, right now? And I, I'm assuming you're you're uh, held up in Montreal waiting for this thing to pass. Yeah, we're here in Montreal, Marlene. Thank you for asking. Everybody's doing doing well. You know, we got a full house here right now. I think uh, I'm in my uh, I'm in my home office. Uh, we've got an aerobic studio uh, not too far away with. Uh, some exercise going on, and I think we've got some uh, grade 10 algebra going on in the basement. So uh, trying to make this as normal as possible and, and stay to routine if we can. What is your family situation? Who are you with? I'm with my daughter and uh, son and wife. So uh, my son's 16, my daughter's 17. She's in, she's in CJEP and, and just started some back to some online coursework, which is good. And um, as I said, my, my wife's uh, got – we introduced to uh, to some algebra and trying to trying to homeschool my son a little bit here, and uh, I'm staying busy with football. All right, um, I guess that's the toughest thing, Noel. I've talked to a couple of players uh, in the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know they're all doing their best to stay in shape and to get ready. But the toughest thing I think for everybody is just not knowing. We got maybe a little bit of glimpse of that today when the league announced that they won't be uh, starting until at least July. But uh, the toughest thing has to be just just not knowing, just not having the answers. It is. There's no question about that. You know, you've got to, uh, as I've been saying to the players, uh, stay ready. And um, when, 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 when the green light calls, be ready to go. And um, that's really it. But, you know, from the standpoint of us, you know, as far as our schedule goes, n- nothing has changed so far as what we normally would be doing as coaches. You know, we had uh, probably, uh, you know, the, the majority of our work is done. Um, we, we met as coaches extensively, uh, last month and, um, you know, from a playbook standpoint, from a scripting standpoint, from a training camp preparation standpoint, those things are done. Uh, our movement now is, is onto the draft, uh, which date is, uh, this far hasn't changed. So it's, you know, it's evaluations for the draft and, and report writing and, and staying in touch with our coaches from a player standpoint, you know, there's been a lot of communication there, try and reach out every day to players and talk with them and, and stay connected with them. It's a, it's a challenge for them, obviously, from a workout facility standpoint. A lot of those have, uh, have closed, and they're they're got to be creative with what they're doing. And uh, when I call and I hear the reports of what they're doing from uh, parkade workouts and, and runs, uh, getting out uh, if they can, um, trying to get, uh, you know, as much movement as they can, getting as creative as they can in their homes, uh, Workout-wise, um, yeah, it's it's a challenge, but again, you've just got to adjust and adapt. How important is that uh, communication between the coaching staff and the players? Everybody feels isolated now, obviously, and they don't get to talk to a lot of people. But is it more important, do you think, uh, in a in a coach-player relationship, to make sure that that those discussions are open and ongoing? I think it is, and especially with the times, uh, the uncertainty that we're having. I think those open up some. <laughs> Some different things when you start talking now about family and, and health and safety and, and um, you know, welfare, those types of things, you, you start to engage in some deeper conversations, some very meaningful conversations, not maybe just about football. Um, so those those uh, those conversations, you know, normally that have been about X's and O's and, and how's your shape and whatnot have uh, really segued into getting to know the players at a deeper level. All right. You mentioned that the work is done for training camp from a coaching staff's perspective. Uh, what does a coach with a little extra time on his hands do? I know you're a guy who's always been very innovative in the way he operates. Uh, are you having lots of little pieces of paper with X's and O's scribbled all over him as you try and think up new things to put into play? 
a lot of sticky notes here. Sometimes you just got to scale it back a little bit. But, uh, yeah, maybe maybe some projects that you don't always get a chance to work on, maybe some things that you, you need to look at schematically. Uh, gives you some time to evaluate um, whether it's other personnel across the league and take a look at them in preparation of playing them, um, you know, uh, or taking a look at uh, other schemes. You know, so just a lot of things, some self-analysis, some self-scouting, as, as well as project work. All right. Tell me about your approach going into this year. And, and it's a new team for you. It's a new coach for the players on the defensive side of the ball. What is your approach? Uh, and is there a fine line between your defense and getting them to play it and the style that they play and, and making sure there's a mesh between the styles they play and the style that you want to play? Well, first and foremost, I think you got to find about what your players' strengths and weaknesses are, and then put them in positions to, you know, really exploit their skill sets and um, get the most out of what they can do. So that's that's always. But you got to go in with a base and a framework and and, and structure of uh, and philosophically how you want to play and what your identity is on defense. You know, a lot of things from a next and no standpoint are going to be similar to them. Probably some of the things that are going to change are terminology-wise. They've got to learn some some new terminology or we'll adapt and, and use some terminology that they're familiar with. You know, one of the things, Morley, is when we don't know, there is a little bit of uncertainty of what, where we're going to be from training camp, how, how long that is. You want to make sure that um, the learning curve is, is not sharp, that these guys can hit the ground running. Um, how much tape have you watched of the Eskimos defense from last year? And as you're watching it, do you say, oh, that guy does that really well. I'll have to make sure I add that into the playbook. Absolutely. I mean, that's what you're, that's what you're going to look at and take a look, as I said, uh, what these guys do well and make sure you're incorporating what they do well in, 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 within your structure. Um, again, we got to stay, start with a base and, and that's what we're going to do. And, and also not only, you know, the, the players that were, with Edmonton last year, but also the uh, the free agents that we brought in, taking a look at what they they do and do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the style of defense has kind of been the same the last couple of years. Your style is is obviously different. Everybody's got a different style to a certain extent, but your your style is based on pressure more than anything else, is it not? Sure it is. And you know the one thing that, that I've talked about and that you've seen with this defense, it's it's been in place here with Edmonton and. And what Brock has done and, and, and the players that he's brought in has really built a, a, a real strength around the, the front seven and particularly the front four. And these guys, the ability to affect the quarterback. Now, there's different ways to affect the quarterback with pressure. Whether you're going to bring, uh, you know, four or four plus, five, six, and, and, and even seven. So we've just got to take a look at that. Um, really excited about the guys we've got up front, the continuity. Just lost a couple players, but uh, injecting some new players as well. And, uh, and their ability to get after the quarterback and uh, and disrupt the pocket. Do you as a coach get excited watching that front four on tape? Absolutely. <laughs> What's not to get excited about those guys? I mean, those guys can, can create some havoc back there and the guys that uh, really like to get after the quarterback and stop the run and run after the football. The defensive backfield and linebackers kind of been remade a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about those two positions and, and what you see when you get on the field. Yeah, well, you know, I'll start with the linebacking core. I was able to bring in um, free agent Justin Tuggle um, from Hamilton. I think that's going to be a great addition uh, for us. Uh, you know, a couple of players that have been here uh, were there last year was uh, Vontae Diggs and uh, Javon Santos Knox, um, as well as Jonathan Walton. You know, these are guys that are returning guys. Um, Blair Smith is another returning player. 
we've got uh, we've got depth and um, we've brought in some free agent signings that we've got to look at obviously when it gets to gets to training camp. So we're really excited about what that linebacking uh, core brings to the table and the players that we're able to sign. And the secondary again um, via free agency went out and got some guys, some players that I've got familiarity with, a, a player like Jonathan Mincy that I coached previously in Montreal. Uh, but we've brought in some players uh, all across the board as well as some. We're gonna, you're going to see some, some rookies and some first-year players to the CFL that I think are going to be great additions for us. Sounds like training camp's going to be shorter this year when it does get going. Will it be tougher for a guy to make the team, a surprise player to make the team, or as a coaching staff, you kind of say maybe we just got to lean on our veterans a little bit more, the guys we know more about? I can't speculate to that right now just because uh, we're not sure of the length of training camp. I've got to assume – you know, is it going to be the same? I'm um, not sure. You got to. Uh, we're going to have to assimilate as we go and make those evaluations as we go. All right. Uh, last one for you, Noel. Uh, tell me about your setup. Uh, the nomad style of, of the coaching world makes for home offices to be pretty much the norm. So you're not really out of your comfort zone, I wouldn't imagine, in the off season right now. Tell me about your setup and maybe your, a little bit about your your day to day work habits. Well, uh, I've had to sit up here and try and make the, the quietest room in the house. <laughs> and so I've kind of set up here in the bedroom and, and uh, got a, a desk that looks out onto the street. So, uh, you know, with a monitor, computer, of course, you got to have a little bit of radio, got to play a little bit of country, um, <laughs> you know, keep me going through the day and printer and all that. So I'm, I'm well set up. I'm well connected internet-wise. Um, able to watch all the, the film and video, not only from the CFL, but NCAA and, and NFL video, um, you know, set up that way. Try and stay as regular to a, to a schedule as possible. You know, um, we try and make sure that as a family, we're getting out at least twice a day as a family walking. Um, you know, our, our the, the street we're on, we're in, we're in a great neighborhood and we see a lot of our neighbors out there walking and of course, keeping our good social distance and things like that. Um, but try and stay as regular and normal as possible, you know, making sure we're getting up at the same hours we'd normally get up uh, on a work week, uh, try and keep the weekends as, as structurally as much about weekends as we possibly can. Do you have to, at times during the week, step back and say, I'm, I'm working too much because I've got all this free time and maybe say, I'm just going to go watch the Netflix for a while? <laughs> no, again, that probably wouldn't be my normal, normal schedule. Um, you know, uh, if it's Netflix, it's in the evening. No, I think, you know, we've got at the house here um, a pretty good job of trying to stay. We, and again, you're talking to uh, not only myself that's a football coach, my wife was a volleyball coach and, and so, and, and a former Olympic athlete. So we're pretty schedule based, you know, those are yep. things that, uh, yeah, we've scripted ourselves as far as, uh, what we like our mornings and afternoons to look like and, and, uh, and evenings, um, you know, so that, that part and, you know, again, just making sure we get out, as I said, with the family and get out of the house as, as best we can, uh, given our current situation and, and make sure we're getting some fresh air. Uh, we've been blessed here with a, a little bit of good weather so far. So that's, uh, that's made it nice to get out of the house. I guess that's part of it, right? you got to have the discipline, whether you're a coach, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a guy with an office job. When you're working at home, you have to be disciplined to make sure you get done what you need to get done. Yeah, there's no question about it, you know. And, and again, it's, it's probably easy to get off track because uh, it's unusual for some. As I said to you before, from a schedule standpoint, it, it's not – this is fairly routine as far as myself goes. You know, um, the off seasons uh, spent a lot of time uh, 
working remotely from home, you know, we've got, uh, you know, you've got the combine and uh, maybe some different workouts to go to um, meetings with your staff and, and, and the coaching staff to get to. But this is a lot of the work that takes place in the off season is, is, is done remotely. And, and it can be done with technology nowadays and we can get on the internet and have the zoom meetings, um, you know, have the, the go to me meetings, those types of things that um, we're used to doing, you know, that's, 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 that's part of our environment anyway. Noel Thorpe, Eskimo defensive coordinator. Thanks for your time, man. I do appreciate it today. And I hope uh, you and your family continue to, to get your walks and continue to stay safe. Thank you. You do the same. Stay safe and be healthy.